0: welcome back to the everybodysuffers.com podcast i'm carl brown and my hope is that through this podcast i can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others today's episode that's exactly what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about messages to us from scripture specifically when we're suffering messages that god has written down for us to encourage us in times of suffering in times of of alienation in times that we feel that we're suffering and i'm really excited to share this with you because it's such a deep message and i'm going to go through a couple different layers of of messages of encouragement for people who are suffering and We'll end up with <clears throat> we'll end up with something that's even a greater source of encouragement than just the scriptures. And I hate to say just the scriptures, but you'll see how this rolls out. It's, this is going to be a really great episode. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. So, welcome back. And this podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda, was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of Our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mary gave this warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said it was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? And by the way, keep in mind, the first seven episodes of this podcast are a full 7 Sorrows rosary with different set of intentions or reflections in them. So as a guide, as a helper for you to say the 7 Sorrows rosary. So some people... Who are listening to this podcast are suffering after all everybody suffers and i want to share a message with you who are listening you who are suffering and it may be that you're going through an illness it may be that you're going through um, job loss it may be that you have been you've experienced betrayal by friends or you know just alienation from your family even whatever it is that you are experiencing right now that is a suffering I Want to share with you encouragement from from God through the scriptures. and just so, a quick addendum Everything I'm going to cover today is in the book something you can count on and it's in the show notes on the blog at everybody com. Let's just let's just jump into them. And, and these first passages that I'm going to share with you are passages that relate to why, why you're suffering, why we suffer. So we'll start with 1 Peter 4.12. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange are happening to you. Okay, why would he say that? And his answer, the answer comes in so many other passages. So, for example, from the epistle of James, this is James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete Lacking in nothing. What James is telling us is that God wants us to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, and that it's through the testing of this faith that you that you will end up with steadfastness. In the book of Job, this is what Job says: He knows the way that I take when he has tried me, and I shall come out as gold. And this is a message that is found in so many places that God t- tests us as a silversmith tests silver and gold in for example in psalm 66 for you o god have tested us you have tried us as silver is tried and again in proverbs 17:3 the crucible is for silver the furnace is for gold and the lord tests hearts the Lord wants to know how you're going to handle adversity he wants to know how you're going to handle setbacks and difficulties and frustrations and humility in the book of Sirach for gold and silver are tried in the fire but acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation and this isn't just men speaking This isn't just a philosophical view of life. This is what God says in the book of Isaiah. God says, behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. In Zechariah 13, verse 9, I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refines silver and test them as gold is tested they will call upon my name and i will answer them i will say they are my people and they will say the lord is my god there in this passage god isn't just the one who's telling us that we're going to be tested he's not just it's not just the message that we're going to be tested it's the message of why we're being tested it's it's for steadfastness but it's also for a deeper relationship with god in malachi chapter 3 verse 3 he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver and he will purify the sons of levi and refine them like gold and silver and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the lord and again in james we started out with james in james 1 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which god has promised to those who love him and one more message from this is from peter first peter chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 in this you greatly rejoice even though now for a little while if necessary You have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I've been sharing passages from Scripture that show us the benefit of the tribulation and trials and afflictions and sufferings. And that is that they will strengthen us. They will help us become steadfast. They are a testing by God so that he knows how we'll react and so that we know how we'll react to adversity. And on one level, it can be a consolation to hear, oh, this is what always happens. (laughs) Don't worry. I've been through bad things, too but that's not very consoling is it it's not it's not encouraging to hear oh yeah this just you know mondays are hard it tuesdays are difficult wednesdays are the worst that's not the only message from scripture for those of us who suffer there is consolation and i want to share now just let's see a handful just Half a dozen passages of of consolation. This is from Matthew 15, verse 30. Great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet, and he healed them all. He healed them all. God wants to heal you. God wants to test you. So that you can know that you have steadfastness so that so that you can know that you can overcome adversity but also god wants to heal us i remember during holy week of 2023 with a group of young people going through downtown cincinnati asking how we could pray for people and we all had sweatshirts that we were wearing and they were the same so we were at the cathedral and Passing out these sweatshirts, and there was a homeless man there who was who was trying to steal one of the sweatshirts, and I could see that it, he didn't. He had no malice. He just wanted clothes, and I went over to him and said, "I want to offer you some consolation because you're in the midst of poverty." But listen to Psalm thirty-four. The poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles god hears the prayers of the poor and the brokenhearted in psalm 147 the lord builds up jerusalem he gathers the outcasts of israel he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds and after all this is the whole entire mission of jesus he tells us this in in luke chapter 4 in the synagogue He reads from the scroll of Isaiah, and he says, then it refers to him. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. God wants to restore us in our brokenness. He wants to heal the sick he wants to lavish riches on the poor he wants to give eyesight to the blind he wants to take away all of our suffering and in first peter chapter 5 we hear this cast all your cares on him because he cares for you and there's a there's a part about the synoptic gospels that is the the gospels that are seen through the same eye matthew mark and luke where matthew shares the sermon on the mount but luke shares the sermon on the plain and i always wanted to prefer matthew's version of the beatitudes because he said blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of god is theirs and he said blessed are those who hunger and thirst for holiness because they shall have their fill. But Luke's gospel and the Beatitudes recounted by Luke in the Sermon on the Plain are much more direct. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the hungry, for they shall be satisfied. And that's in Luke chapter six. He doesn't say poor of spirit and hunger for holiness. It's the same gospel that Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He wants to take care of all of our needs. He wants to heal us. He wants to comfort us. He wants to reduce our burdens. And this gets to a point that for me has always been the most encouraging passage of Scripture. This has been the passage I'm going to share with you now is just such a such a message of hope, and it comes from the book of Lamentations, chapter three. I'm, and I'm going to read verses one and seventeen, and then twenty-one through twenty-four. So, I am the man who has seen affliction, and then he goes on to recount that affliction, and he, and he sums it up by saying, "My soul is bereft of peace." I have forgotten what happiness is. So that's just setting the stage so that we know this person is suffering. And then comes the consolation in verses 21 through 24. But I call this to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. What a great message of of consolation and hope. It's not just God saying, hey, I'm going to try you, so suck it up, buttercup. And it's not just God saying that he wants to heal us. But he's saying that every day is a new day. Every day is a new opportunity and here we are moving from messages in scripture that are encouragement or consolation to a message of of daily hope and and I want to share with you the message of hope from a natural theology of just looking at nature to see what we can learn about God and it is shown here in Lamentations 3 this i will call to mind his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning every day the sun rises every day it's a new dawn and in a a certain sense every week is a new week and every month the, the moon is renewed but every year the The seasons are renewed and we move from the dying of fall and the death of winter into a spring of hope. And in this way, I can see the value of Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. And here's what I'm getting at. From the dawn of creation, God made it so that every day we would see a new sunrise. And every year we would see the seasons of the planet restored. And the great hope that is here in that is that before Jesus was born, God was trying to tell us about the resurrection through the natural things of the earth spinning on its axis and the earth moving around the sun he created the planet in this way and he created the sun in this way so that even before david he's telling us about the resurrection the hope of the resurrection even before abraham we're we're seeing in nature that god is going to renew things god is going to deliver us from sadness sickness loss alone amiss just any affliction any suffering that we have it's god's intention that he renews that and this message was there before the flood even from the very beginning the the first gospel the proto-evangelion is said to be genesis chapter 3 where god says i will put enmity between you and and the woman she will crush your head while you strike at her heel even before that message the dawning of a new day in the in the garden of eden it was god coming down and walking with adam and eve every day god wants to renew the promises of hope and that there's a future for us and so every day as we just look at the sun or as we look at a cloud and know that the sun is going to come out we can know that god loves us we can know it and we can have peace thank you for joining me in this podcast today i'm carl brown this is the everybody podcast everybody suffers so how can i pray for you You can email me your prayer requests, carl at everybodysuffers.com. And podcast statistics are hard to come by, so if this episode was helpful to you, please let me know. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering, so that either you experience consolation, or so that you can share that with others. So share this podcast episode with someone who needs to hear it. Our Lady of Kabeho, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us.